Hey, 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 can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Just living the life. Not today, it's time. 75 and what, sunny. What topic would you like this to be? The Trav and Cam show? Episode 2? Passions. Passions and and drives. Life goals, maybe. You know, we got we got an innumerable amount of things we can talk about. Okay. Okay. Hashtag comedy life. Um, open talk. All right. Yeah. So I like that. Um, how do you what? find your drive? How do I find my what? How do you find a driver? What do you define as a passion? So, usually, a passion is something that you are encouraged on your own. You take the initiative to learn more about it. Like, it is something that fascinates you to where you're just like, yo, I want to know more. I want to do it all. I want to, like, you're just Googling shit. You're, you're doing this even on your worst days. That is passion to me. You, you can even be passionate with emotion. You're painting this picture and you're crying your eyes out and you're throwing paint to the fucking wall or the, you know, the, the canvas. And that is passion. Love making. You can be passionate while making love. Like that, there's numerous like layers to passion. What do you find? What are you passionate about then? What do you find passionate about? I would say I'm passionate about photography, car stuff, and travel. Okay. And what, so you just feel the need to do these things every once in a while, the, the, the want, the, the urge. Urge, a, a calling. There's some days mm-hmm. where I'm like, take some pictures today, or like I need to drive fast today, or even like snowboarding, man. Like I, when the winter season comes around, I'm itching, itching. Like there's nothing else I want to do than go snowboarding. You know? Yeah. 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 I wonder um, what 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 creates this this urge in our bodies and our souls you know for you it's snowboarding for you it's it's driving fast but for me it's you know thinking new things up or learning something new or something specific you know it's completely different than your things i want to know where these come from you know because it's not the same for everyone there's a similarity there like uh but between all these passions that i what drives me the most is the learning factor i love learning about it and the it is endless both like all my hobbies that I will never master any of them because there's so much to learn. It never ends. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a something that I really enjoy doing. If you pay me to go to school for the rest of my life, I would do it. Hmm. Okay. So you have to enjoy doing it though. Cause that's, there's a whole possibility of you losing your passion for yeah. it. Right. Yeah, I did a little bit with photography. And what happened? How'd that happen? Well, it was because I wasn't doing what I wanted. I was doing what Janai was okay with. I was doing the photography that's socially norm that, like, where I would make like boudoir. It's very, very rare when the model or the client will pay you to take pictures of that. Usually, boudoir. It's a photographer asking a friend or paying a model to do it. I, like, that's just how it is when you're starting off. Once you start okay. getting, like, traction, then you'll be contacted by clients for boudoir. But I'll never get to that point. And so what took away from my passion was me not doing the photography that I want. You were restricted. In, in a certain sense, actually, you were, you were pushed a certain direction that you didn't want to take. That was exactly, that was like one of the first things that made me, you know, dislike it. 
what a fickle thing. What a fickle, not just your thing, but like the passions at all. You know, we, 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 we have this passion under a certain, you know, situation, right? Have you seen the movie Soul? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Disney movie? Yeah. Pixar? Yes. I Dude. Love that movie. So good. It's if you're in a dark spot in life, or you feel like you're in a like a slump, or like you just it life is not good right now, or you just can't figure out a future path. That is the movie you need to watch. Oh yeah, you want to cry? That's a good movie to cry to. Yeah, like I watched it with Janai and Karen, and I wanted to cry so much, man. <laughs> yeah, you and you go back and watch that movie and get a similar feel from it again. And it's just such uh-huh. a beautiful, and you know, it's a lot about that movie is about passions and your goal in life and your your reason for living, but yeah, but the movie tells you what the, the end result. I want to spell it. I want to ruin it now. Is the end result is just the drive for life, you know, and that's what you were talking about. In a way, is it's not the snowboarding. It's not just the car. It's multiple things for you, but it's all of those things are just make you feel. And I think that's where we miss a lot out in life is that it's not a passion. What we do, passions are not literally like a passion. I think they're just being present in the moment. When you're snowboarding, right? For example, when you're in the zone of snowboarding, you are in the fucking zone, dude. You think of nothing else but hitting that spot, turning the right way, going faster, going as fast as you can and not dying. But you're living that exact moment right then, right there. But most of our life, we're just ghosting along, being like, okay, well, I got to think about future and past, and what am I going to do tomorrow? And I need to go buy groceries, blah, 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 right? Right. There's so much to life, man. Like, you don't even have to have a job to feel fulfillment. If I was homeless, man, like, I guarantee that I would still find a way to be happy because my life doesn't revolve around what society says I need to be doing. If if I'm chilling on the beach or chilling, I don't even care about the beach that much, but if I'm like in a beautiful area, the mountains, for yeah. instance, surrounded by good people and I've got, you know, warmth, a roof over my head and food, that's all I need. Yeah. Like, you. That's all we need is just the basic necessities of survival. That, like... Van life appeals to me so much because I think those guys have the most freedom. Not the ones that are doing it for a year, two years. The ones that have been doing it since, you know, since they started, yeah. they couldn't get away. They just, they love it so much. Yeah, that you freedom know? it gives them. And, in the, and they're not mm-hmm. doing it for the money. They're not doing it for the fame. They're not doing it for, they're doing it because it allows them to have as little problems because the item, the more you collect, the more problems you collect. Honestly, you know, mm-hmm. it just gives them a lot of freedom that I think we don't have to do van life to achieve that freedom. We just have to have that stronger mindset to push our minds into a freedom of, you know, you you could live in a mansion and still have that freedom of thought, and, and it, I think it would be more difficult, you know, because you have more shit, you have more clutter in life. Mm-hmm. I really do think the mindset is everything. The stronger your mind is, the happier you are. It is key. The way... Have you ever heard of cognitive behavioral therapy? I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. Um, I'm talking with my psychiatrist. You know, she's, she's talking to me and I about our lives. Trying to figure out our, our biggest problems. And then also how we handle problems. This... Uh, mm. This cognitive behavioral therapy is applied. My sister knew what it was because she deals with, uh, with autism. Like she's a, she studies them and uh, pretty much does, calms them, you know, shows how to handle their temper, their, you know, night terror, whatever. And not autism, numerous things. But she uses this with, yeah, it applies to them as well. And it, like the cognitive behavioral therapy is pretty much perspective and like you would think this is complex to explain to a child with autism but there's a lot of really intelligent kids with autism and my psychiatrist 
tells me in July, you can't sit there and be mad. You have to sit there and think or sad or, uh, you know, down in the dumps about the military or what your, your uh, profession. It's about your perspective of how you look at it. Yeah. And she breaks it down into columns. There's, uh, let, me, let me try and pick this up. But there's columns. And it's like there's no such things as feelings. It's what you believe. You don't say, I feel sad. I believe I'm sad. But mm-hmm. it's actual sadness or is it just how you like perceive what you're like the emotion that you have right now? Yeah. But also, like, events don't cause feelings. It's your perspective that causes. Yes. That it, what you believe. Yeah. So it's your view on reality. It's your lens of how you're perceiving your world. Because the same thing can happen to both of us. Let's say we both get into a car accident. The exact same car accident. It's traumatizing. We're both crippled for life, right? You can mm-hmm. look at that and be like, my life is ruined. I can look at that and be like, ooh, this is a new challenge. I get to grow as a human being, X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Completely the same thing, but just our reality, our viewpoints from this are completely different. And we're in control of that. You know, if you're having a bad day and you come at me with your anger and your spite, and you're like, hey, man, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, man, I hope you have a better day. Uh, You know, I'm in complete control. Which is weird for people to feel. I am, you are in complete control of your emotions. Yes, instantaneously, you know, uh, physiologically, you're gonna instantly be, you know, angry or scared or sad or whatever. But the way you react can be in your power, right? Uh-huh. I believe that 100. percent It's just practice, yeah. though. It's a lot of practice to. If you're sad, you have to be like, okay. Why am I sad? Can I control it? No? All right. Let's move on. Let's focus on something else besides this sadness. Because I don't need this sadness. I can be happy if I appreciate. You know, this is an example. You could, you could work on this, I guess. If I appreciate uh-huh. what I have going for me. You know? Uh-huh. Or look at it in a different view. Look at, your, look at your pains and problems and sadness. And, you know, what? Okay, so this is this is sad. All right, how can you in a different to not be sad to not make it a sad time for you? Hmm. I'm glad your therapist is going through this with you. This is some you know, fascinating stuff. I love, love this stuff. This stuff is just what bread and butter. Yeah, philosophy and uh, psychology is fucking. To the studies that, like, the two classes that I've taken around philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I in a single, like, real psychology class, but both those made me consider uh, pursuing a different career path instead of going for mm-hmm. degree. Both those classes fascinated me so much, uh, or one of those classes fascinated me so much that I was like, man, I really enjoy the thought of a person, like, the human, but I also don't want to be that person who hyper analyzes a human's thought be, be like, I know you better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hate when like I've come across girls or like dudes who uh, be like, you, you're feeling this way because of this. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not why I feel that way, but okay, good, good guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, you could take it as a minor, is a thing, and you could just learn the material and use it in your daily life to help those around you. I definitely see that that would be more annoying because you're like, bro, I don't need you to tell me what's wrong with me. There's better ways to help people than just being like, hey, man, you're fucked up. This is why, you know? Okay. So I, I pulled up a, a chart, a flow diagram of cognitive behavioral therapy. My therapist has never showed this to me, and I don't know why she didn't. She gave me completely different fucking sheet. So basically, <laughs> imagine there's at the end of these three circles. And in the circles, one says thoughts, the other one says emotions, and the other one says behavior. In these 
you can go either counterclockwise or clockwise. But basically, let's start at one of them. Your thoughts will determine your emotions, and your emotions will determine your behavior. You can also go the other way. Your emotions will determine your thoughts, and your thoughts will determine your behavior. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so there's other charts for this, but uh, emotions, actions, the situations, your thoughts, and physical feelings are all like included in this um, triangle. They, they just don't really, those aren't the core. But man, I wish I had, her name is Phyllis. I freaking, like, I, after our sessions are done, we have one session left. Um, for free, at least. Uh, tw we got 12 sessions for free through our military one sort. And I adore this woman. She's an elderly woman, and I want to send her like fruit baskets, freaking <laughs> baskets of wine, all sorts of stuff. Like, I want her, if she, when she dies, man, and if I find out about it, it will really fuck with me. She made a but, huge impact on her life, but how so? How has she done this? I, uh, I one highly respect her, um, highly. Two, she's a very, 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 very good at her job. So, like, I don't know, man. Me and Janai, when we get off the phone with her, we're like, I bet we're Phyllis's favorite client. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Like, because like she she always tells us how much she likes us because we we grasp what she's putting down because there's other times where she'll be explaining something to someone and they can't comprehend you know mm -hmm. yeah that would be challenging trying to work with people who just either are too stubborn to give or just not intelligent enough to understand that would be tough mm -hmm. um then other things like they she'll teach a, a, a thing like cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, but they won't apply it in everyday life. And it's very, very easy to forget, man. Like you, you mm -hmm. can be taught uh, like us. You can try to learn Buddhism and you start following this lifestyle. It's uh, you're doing good, you're, you know, killing it. And then like all of a sudden something crazy happens in life, life gets busy and then you stop fucking practicing Buddhism and you, you mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people who practice Buddhism are happy people, uh, mm -hmm. but then when they stop, they they feel very dirty. You know, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. But cognitive behavioral therapy it only works if you apply it. If you forget about it in your day to day life, it, you know, it's not going to work. Um, well, that's that's a hundred percent true when it comes to you know, it's like a habit. You know, you have to you have to build this. It's like you wake up, you drink coffee. You know, people have a routine in their life that they just don't change, and then they're just uh -huh. that's always part of them, right? If they add like this, like you say, behavioral therapy in there, uh -huh. they have to make it a habit. And a habit's not built in twenty-one days. Not habit's not built in eight hours. Whatever it is, the numbers are, it's it's built on a repetitive, continuous use until it's automatic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm I'm kind of in a different thought right now. Uh, I have an idea. So, you know how you're talking about personalities, and you know different people coming on your podcast. Um, I've got an idea. My friends are on their way here, right? They're on their way over. Sure. One of the guys that's here, he gets super deep into. He, this guy, if you, you, me, and him, like you, me, and Devin, and him were in a room or a car together, we would have some of the most amazing conversations. And he's younger, so some of the things he says, his thought process, sometimes it doesn't always make sense. Uh, but this kid, like, as soon as I met him, I clicked. We clicked. And <laughs> he's on his way here with his girl. And his girl, traumas. Uh, she's very, very emotional. Um, you may, whatever. But when they were going to get here, I was going to say, hey, hey, Travis, I, we got to end the podcast. But I got a better idea. I can explain to them live. 
yo, I'm having a podcast with my buddy, and I'd love to talk to you, have you guys included. Would you guys like to be part of it? And based off their answers, we'll go from there. But it makes for a great conversation, and it could work out, and we could have other regulars now. Other personalities. That would be fun. I'm down so with that. You guys would have to pass your phone around, but otherwise that'd be a, a fabulous way to kind of connect with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that? I Yeah, you did see it. Um, they wrote back. It was kind of like half-hearted, you know, and kind of run-of-the-mill response. Yeah, the stereo. How you? Let's 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 tell the people what you did. Uh, Cameron here. He sent a, uh, I guess a Feed- com- comment to the yeah feedback to stereo uh, producers, and they were like, he was like, hey, I would like to. I think a a chat a live chat stream would be great, kind of like how uh, Twitch does. Would be a fantastic way to add to Stereo's uh, capabilities and having more than one talk uh, head talking head on here, more than two, I guess, uh, would be a ideal situation. So more people can communicate, more of a talk can happen. Now they just replied with a very <laughs> copy pasted, you know, static. Yeah, we we know we're uh, we're trying to make this a better app and all sorts, blah blah blah. I, and they're going to. In time, so we can't rely on them to, you know, make this a better app. But go ahead. Like, I I appreciate the response, so that's better than nothing. Um, yes. It is copy and pasted, and it felt very disingenuous. But I do believe they read what I said, and have actually probably had a meeting about it. Not about it, but in the meeting, it was brought up. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't think that the response was legit. They are here. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. All right. Well, for those who don't know, uh, some of Cameron's friends were coming over, and uh, this is a impromptu show, but uh, one that I'm very glad that we started. So while mm-hmm. he's introducing them to the show and the ideas of it, it I'll just kind of spout off a little bit. It is Saturday. Just you know. Yo, what's up? Yes, oh. yes. Usually you are busy on these days. Yeah, Saturday was a busy day. Which is good. I hope you have a busy life. That's a fantastic thing to do. I think if people are busy with their life, enjoying whatever the day has to bring them, it's a good thing. I hope yeah. they don't make podcasts. I don't hope they don't make certain events that might not be as... You know, I'd rather hear the story of it than you miss it, you know? Yeah. So my friends are here. Let me explain to them what's going on because they have no fucking clue. Sure. Who bring the bring the bring the phone to you first and then if they want it, they have to pass it around because it's pretty echoey right now. Okay. So this app yeah, is called Stereo. This is a podcasting app. I podcast with my good friend, Prior Military. Well once a week. Last week I missed it because I was really drunk. Uh, but uh this week we're doing it and this was impromptu it wasn't scheduled or nothing we kind of just like did it and ironically it was on the day that we have slotted um if you guys would like to be a part of this podcast or talk about some of the shit we're talking about which you do say some crazy stuff and you just also you can join in or no one's listening it's just me and him and we're gonna put on spotify oh okay Sometimes people tune in. So someone just tuned in just now. But it's a live podcast, and then we would take the recording and post it on Spotify. And if they download the app as well, they can actually send in audio files as well, so we can hear them live and reply. But of course, since they're in the same room with you, it kind of seems redundant, but just for future use. So right now our topic is passions and drives. What what passions do you have and what drives you to do? And why? We, we, the, the conversation... He has a tattoo on his forearm. It says, "It says, do it for your family." And that's my drive. It, it's now, pretty much my motive for the family I want to have in the future. Everything I do is to support that. So that's a beautiful, beautiful drive and a beautiful passion, beautiful goal in life is just to know that you're going to have this, you know, beautiful life ahead of you. Everything you do in your current status will go towards improving 
that life for the better. What about you, Cassandra? What passions do you have? Yeah, let's introduce and... each other. I didn't hear the, the, the man's name. So Cassandra's the one. Cassandra's the girl. Joseph is the one with the really cool tattoo. <laughs> and you guys know who I am. So I'm the one with the better tattoos and the full sleeve over here. But um okay, of course. <laughs> so I have multiple passions. I enjoy horseback riding. Um, I can remember being super little and playing with my toy horses. And even in the military, it's still a huge passion. However, being overseas is difficult to continue my passion. But whenever I do have the opportunity, I jump on it. Um, For me, horseback riding is just a way of escaping reality a little bit and I enjoy it it gives you a little bit of a mental break that's nice you know that's that we were talking about this earlier how you would we, we were watching the movie uh oh camera what's it called the soul. movie Pixar soul yeah soul and this yeah. movie those who don't know is just about living the life living a current existence you know, yes, we might be born with passions, but we're not born only to do those things. We can do these things and enjoy them fully, but we can do other things as well. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, is like, I think it like helps bring us into this zone of life, of just presence, of just being passionate in our enjoying what we're doing. Now, why horses for you, though, Cassandra? There's there's a lot of reasons, honestly, um, you know. Empathy is a really big thing for me. And to me, I think horses, they well, they most definitely um, sense emotions. And uh, they can tell whether someone's stressed or upset. Like, especially, like, if you're new to the equine world, um, if you're nervous around them, they can sense that. And for me, like, as I mentioned before, it, it's an escape. Um, I didn't have the easiest life growing up, and that was my escape. And, you know, they can sense when you're stressed, you know, they, they're there for you. You know, it's, you don't need someone to talk to and have um, someone to say something back constantly. You just need some sort of support, and that's what I found. And when when you were riding these horses, were you thinking of anything else? Were you kind of just already kind of, you're focused on riding. You're focused on emotions. You were kind of drifted away from all your pains and you kind of just enjoyed the freedom. Yes, it's it's purely like in the moment type of feeling. It's that euphoric, you're in control of a 1,200 pound animal um, that can very easily kill you. Easily. Um, It's no different than racing a car. However, you mechanically are in charge of that vehicle, but it's different horseback riding because that animal, you know, it's very large. It has a mind of its own. It can easily spook, flip you. It it can do it. And um, to me, it's something incredible. And have you discovered this kind of feeling in anything else that you do? Any kind of, in any of your other passions? Do they give you a different sense of, freedom or life um definitely my passion for cars um i can't say i'm super experienced in that sort of scene but um it's a learning process and it you you learn as you go it's it's always an improvement whether just learning how things work or even driving honestly um improving on your self-defense and it it I don't know where else to go from here. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. That's a wonderful insight on your and your drives and how they do you do you plan out ahead when you're going to uh do these certain things and do you get excited for it or is it kind of just spur of the moment when you are able to do these things? Okay. Especially overseas. Yeah. You know, what um, is that like? So right now I'm actually getting ready to PCS. I'll be in San Diego. And uh, right now I have a 2001 um, E46 318. 
And with me transferring, because it's a 2001, I can't bring my car back. And, um, you know, Cameron, he is very cool. <laughs> and um, he kind of persuaded me to go dabble into a different part of the car community. Um, there's up, there's different brands. There's JDM, there's European, there's American uh, cars. And so from being a Euro car girl, I'm transitioning to being a JDM girl. Um, <laughs> looking at, <laughs> looking into buying an Evo 10. So with uh, that... I'm excited uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, as knowledgeable as Cameron is, he made some very valid points, whereas... Um, my goal with my future car is to daily it, however, have some fun with it. So boosting it, but not overpowering to the point where, you know, I can't drive it on a daily basis. Um, when you're, when you're pushing too much power, it becomes difficult to drive it literally on a Absolutely. daily basis. Its main Absolutely. purpose would be something other than a daily. Yeah. So um, you don't I fly will- a fighter jet to work every day you know you fly a fighter jet for one single purpose well that does that does sound kind of fun i mean if you're a very important person then that would (laughs) almost be your primary (laughs) form of but um yeah so finding that that middle ground of what i can do and what i want to do is going to be exciting it's going to be new and i'm along for the journey of that passion Fantastic. Finding a new passion is always something that's kind of intimidating. You know, there's a lot of work ahead. It's a really big elephant to just be like, I got to pick apart this whole thing. But if you're able to enjoy each little microscopic piece of it, I think that just makes it all the sweeter, you know, because when you get to finally even mastering it, and real masters don't exist, you know, I don't think a real master is a true perfection of his art. Um, so, but let I me talk to. Let, I agree go with ahead. That. Sure. I was mentioning that I completely agree with you, just simply because um, I don't think anyone is really perfect or anything. There's always room for improvement. There's always places mm-hmm. that you can grow, and it's that's that's part of the journey, completely. Yes, absolutely. Let me talk to Ethan. Is it? <laughs> was that it's right? Joe- Joseph, here you go. Joseph, Ethan. So, Ethan, um, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph. It was wrong. Okay. How do you spell it, Joseph? How do I spell it? Yeah, there's, you know, Joseph with an F, Joseph with a PH, Joseph with an A. I don't know where that would go, but, you know. It's B B R O S P H. It's with the PH. Okay. Good. The BR kind of throws me off a little bit, but anyway. So, what are your passions, and and why, why, what 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 got you interested in these? You know. Um. Well, where do I start? It's kind of hard. You know, growing up, my parents, my parents have always been like very uh, supportive. Uh, my dad is an engineer, so uh, growing up, you know, he always taught me about stuff mechanically. Uh, nothing very in depth, but I always wanted to be an engineer, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I made my mistakes coming on, uh, going through school and everything, which led to me joining the military. But uh, I always knew one thing: like growing up, I wanted a family like my. Parents. So uh, when I was uh, going through difficult times in uh, high school, I went to a military school and. That's where I got this idea for the tattoo that I have uh, because I, I uh, had a hard time during military school. And one night I woke up and I just took a Sharpie and I wrote it on my arm. So whenever I would get bummed out or if I felt as if I was in a hard place, I would look at my arm and I would remember why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Um, so my parents are, have always supportive. They were, they were, great role models for me in doing all that and they kind of set me down the right path of what a what kind of family I want to have and where I better Um, 
and I've taken, uh, I think since that moment, I've taken pretty good steps in bringing myself to be on the right road to getting to where I want to be, to support a family, to do so uh, with a job that allows me to be with my kids and uh, still make enough money to give them what they want, what they need. So, yeah, I still find things that I, I am very passionate about. Like, that's that's not only my one motivation. Like, coming out here uh, since growing up, my dad was an engineer, as I said before. Uh, I was always very technical and very hands-on with everything. So, coming out here, I met a few people, Cameron being one of them, and he, uh, he helped motivate me and others uh, into the car community, which led me down to the path now. And in the short time of me being here, I've only been here for uh, under a year. I've learned so much about cars. I've gotten to work on them and I've, I've helped them tear apart, you know, an engine block. Uh, I've learned so much. So uh, in such a short amount of time too. So the resources I have, the, the passion that I have for the wanting to, you know, be hands-on, work on stuff like that and grow and build myself so I can be better prepared for the future is my biggest passion. And that's where I'm at. Travis, that takes me back to what you said earlier and what we were talking about. Learning is a huge drive for people. As much as people hate school, people love learning, no matter how much they, how much they don't want to admit it. Cassandra said it. She loves learning about cars. She loves learning about horses. Joseph just said it. He loves learning about cars. I said it earlier. I love learning. You love learning. That could be a huge driving factor to a lot of people. What drives you? What drives you to be responsible for something? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll finish. With what drives me is for snowboarding is me learning new tricks, me learning new styles. Same with, you know, photography, learning how to get better at photography, learning how to travel better, more. So that might be. I the guess the learning might be the key, absolutely. And I think the current education system doesn't really promote doesn't really promote a good, healthy learning. Uh, passion Cassandra. 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 Okay. So, you guys all like cars. You guys all like working with your hands. You guys all like. Hey, Travis. Yeah, what's up? Have you, have you moved into your house? Because the, the reception is a lot different right now. Did it get worse? It's better now. I don't know what you did. It works now. So, earlier it was worse. Yeah, earlier is worse. Right now, it's fine. All right, then I'll sit right here. I'll sit down. I'm just—I like to take notes during these podcasts and kind of ask questions through the notes. Um, why do you? Th- it must be a human condition, right? Because I don't think anything—you know—the cavemen didn't have passions. You know, hey, make a fire, have something to eat. I think after we became able to pursue these interests. You know what? Okay. Anyway, let's let's move away from that. What got you guys into finding these? You know, you're all car people. How and why did cars like interest you, but not me? You know, what got you guys into cars? Um, I'll go first. So for me, um, it was just the the people I was surrounded by. Um, growing up, I didn't really have um, a stable. Um, living situation and family to say the least. Um, 
I was living with my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, and my cousin had a, a diesel truck. It was a Duramax. I was working on it with him constantly, and he was the one that pushed going to high school auto class. So it was just the community that I was surrounded by that I was influenced. And through that influence, I found that I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting my hands dirty. There was even one point in high school auto class that I came to school in a dress and I decided to do oil change and everyone looked at me weird, but I enjoyed it because I was doing something that I liked, that I actually loved. And I didn't know that at that time. It's because they all saw your hoo-ha. They did not. I was actually wearing spandex underneath my dress. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You know, that's awesome that you were able to find kind of like a a secure, safe space with a group of individuals to help you. It could have been anything. You know, you could have been learning chess, completely different thing, but that these people, so our our society and our, our surroundings hugely impact from the sound of it our drives and our passions, at least at an infancy age, right? What do you think it's always about the people that surround us that show us interest? Like Cameron, if you never were able to snowboard, do you think you would have ever found it interesting or, or fascinating, you know, throughout your life? So if you didn't do that at a young age, I think uh, this is kind of weird, but in a way my surrounding was television and X games before I even, I never thought I was ever going to go snowboarding in my life, ever. But X Games was my surrounding me, you know. That's what fascinated me, whether it was the motocross, whether, and at, at the time, I've never ridden a dirt bike, never snowboarded, you know. X Games was cool as hell. And it, in a way, that's what I was surrounded by. And that's what kind of like, wow, that was cool. I want to try that. And that's what got me into all those sports. Riding dirt bikes, snowboarding, and skateboarding. Next we got game. a uh, audio message. Let's see what it has by Mark. I went to high school with a girl. I'm 41 now. She was two grades ahead of me. And she was in all about mechanic class. And she actually works for NASCAR now, where she works on race car engines. And she is one of the number one female mechanics in NASCAR making Google Bucks. And we talked to her once in a while through email and on the phone and everything. And she said that if it wasn't for doing that, she would not be at the place she is in life. She's married, four kids. Uh, her husband is actually a crew chief for a NASCAR driver. And this summer... Uh, me and my wife and several of our friends have been invited to Kansas City Raceway to meet up with her and her husband. And we got VIP passes and everything. So it's going to be cool to see her again. Thank wow. That's a badass story. That is really cool. To do so she surrounds herself with people that are, you know, as fascinated with the, her passion, her similar passion as she is. It's a great way to it. It's crazy what like chasing your passion will do for you. Those people who love, love, love photography usually become pretty successful in it. When they have that drive for their passion, they'll, they'll hunt it down and they'll make it their life. So what's happening. Yeah. What's up? So to those out there in the world, people who have a hard time finding their passions, you know, you, you, you found yours, you found it, and you only want to get better. You know, it's something that you really enjoy. How would you help people? What would you advise people to do to help them find their passions and to follow them? Well, most of my passions were, you know, I found out early on uh, for those who would need help. I would just tell them to be minded. Really, it's yeah, just trying new things, being because trying new things and doing a whole bunch of things is scary sometimes. 
you know, people become very complacent and comfortable where they are because it's consistent. It's, you know, predictable. It's actually comfortable as well. Yeah. So, uh, but trying new things, you, know, you got to be open-minded. You got to be welcome to change. You got to be doing all these things. Like there's one passion of mine and it's with music. And that was a passion of mine. I, I didn't even, uh, wasn't influenced by anything. My little brother, he wanted to start music lessons and uh, my mom, my mom just decided to include me in it as well because, you know, if my little brother goes somewhere, I have to go with them too. So they signed mm -hmm. me up. At first I was, I wanted to do the piano, but uh, they didn't, they just decided to put me in the same lessons with my little brother, which was drumming. And I took off in it. As soon as I hit high school, I fell in love with it because I joined the marching band and all those things. But that was because I was, I was okay to try it out. I was willing to try it. I was open-minded to do something that normally comfortable with and uh, just thought it would be a good opportunity. You know, there, there are things that, there are things in life that you may not notice uh, that are available to you, but you just have to be, you have to look carefully, pay attention, be open-minded and be willing to, you know, change, try and think. Be willing to change. Yeah, I had like what he said earlier about, and Cassandra, she said it too. Uh, it's kind of going out of your comfort zone. There's a there's a tattoo that I want to get, and it says "Seek discomfort," and it'll be a reminder to always push myself out of my comfort zone. Don't be complacent. Don't just live your monotonous lifestyle every single day. Make yourself uncomfortable and kind of, you know. Be adventurous. Be spontaneous. Yeah. Be spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Beautifully put, man. Seek discomfort. It. Seek discomfort. Let's listen to what Mark has to say about it. See, I have autism and mental retardation. And everybody says, oh, you won't be will come out to be anything. You're just going to be come nothing. I started working for a company when I was 13 years old. I moved up really quickly in the company, and I traveled for this company. I opened new stores, closed stores. I watched the building of stores. I traveled for this company practically all around the world. I was the very first person with a disability who was hired into the corporate and was very first person without a college degree who was up for management. Only limits on your life is the ones you put on it. Never put limits on your life because you will never come anything. So just go out there. Like they always say, grab a bull by its horns. That's awesome. That I just dropped you a follow, Mark, because I would like to have more conversations with you in the future. That is fucking awesome. You're doing shit like that. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that was very beautifully put. Anything to say to that, Travis? You're muted right now. Yeah, uh, I was talking that whole time, so I appreciate uh, you telling me that. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was complimenting, I was complimenting Mark about how uh, he sounds like a hero. You know, he sounds like the hero of his story, and that's a fantastic way to to live your life is to be your hero. Uh, and he he's definitely a role model for others to follow, no matter who they are, if they're. If if they have handicaps, you know, if they don't have handicap, people, you know, everyone, everyone should follow Mark. Mm -hmm. But I, I really would like to ahead. hear more story because, like, I feel like it's probably a powerful and moving story. He's gotten to where he is today. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine the kind of challenges you would be faced with just from someone judging you, to or doubting you, and then you prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. See. I, like that victory yeah. when you prove someone wrong and you're looking them in the eye like, ha, you thought I wouldn't do See, this. And I think it's more about how you feel about it. You know, if you let them, if you let them destroy you, you, you've given them the power. You know, if mm -hmm. they doubt you, that's on their own. That, that, they've already lost that battle. 
because as Mark shows, he's not battling anyone else but his own disability. And he's destroyed that. He's beaten that tenfold. You know, he, he owns that shit. Mm-hmm. And so what Mark has done has been not only what it sounds like, well, not only shown what he can do as a human being, but what he can do with a, with a handicap and still out Trump people with, you know, degrees. I mean, that's just a fantastic, beautiful story. Yeah. Um, I have a question for Cassandra, actually. Cassandra. Cassandra. Cassandra, excuse me. me but Cassandra. So... No, 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 no. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. My, my mother uh, instilled it on people that, you know, she was very particular in how my name was spelled and how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. So living with my mom for 11 years, it is now instilled into me. So <laughs> hey, I... If you started calling me Travis, I'd be like, ah, okay, that's starting to get annoying. But Cassandra, <laughs> Cassandra, I like that. Okay. How do you tell in the early stages of when you find a passion? You know, because you could be one day building a table and you're like, oh, this is cool. You know, mm-hmm. but then you can, what, you know, pushes you to find that if this is the right one to do? For me, um, my family, especially my aunt, um, she always pushed me to try new things because you don't, you don't know if you're going to like something without trying it. Um, you know, food example, like I, eggs. yep. Deviled eggs are an, an example for Joseph over here. Um, you know, he doesn't like them, but then he <laughs> tried that way and he found out that he liked them that way. Um, it, it's <laughs> for me, it was trying new things and, just pushing yourself you're you are your own advocate you Mm. you push yourself you're you're constantly improving it's it's just finding something that you like and the only way that you can do that is trying something new thanks go ahead go ahead so uh, another thing is to find something that you find is a passion for yourself in my opinion is something that you feel is has the most reward in the end you know you're working on a car for me uh cassandra cameron it's difficult in the beginning you know it's a pain uh, just like you know, let's say working out you know it's painful in the beginning but at the end of it you have this reward that is unexplainable it's this feeling that you just it's so rewarding and that feeling right there is how you can find out whether or not you are passionate and this is something that can drive you. That is badass. Okay. I do worry about that, though. If the entire process is a nightmare and you're not having fun throughout the entire process and you're only living for that end, that end success, that end feeling, you're living a lot of life in pain until the end result. So that's where I kind of have a problem with is I worry that if you don't enjoy that process, is there really a point of having that passion? I agree because uh, you, you spend all this time going to college because you want to get this degree and then you get this degree and then you don't use it mm-hmm. yeah. or you spend all this time fucking working on this car and then all of a sudden you lose both your eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are extremes. Any sense, but I don't know. You're coming in broken again, Travis. Can you hear me? See, my thing was when people said I couldn't do something, in my heart, I knew I could do it. But right now, I lost my eyesight a couple of years ago. I'm completely blind one eye. They had to. They got to take it out. Uh, my other eye, I had surgery February 18th again. I say I got to get surgery again. I was supposed to have surgery the thing, uh, February, I mean, sorry, May 4th, but they had to push it back to May 14th. And I'm getting eye surgery to get better eye surgery. But the thing is, I don't work for that company now. But I've been offered my job back when I'm ready for it. But I've been advised by my doctor, I cannot go back to work because of the pressure of migraines will cause me to go completely blind. But I'm actually going to write a, bi- a book about my challenges in life because my wife is telling me I should do it and my friends on here are saying I should do it. So I'm going to do it.
you guys have a great night. I'm going to get off here for a little bit because one, my favorite people will be on here later on and I'm going to get on here myself. But I'm on here uh, quite a bit. I'm only not on here Tuesdays and Wednesdays because that's the days my wife's off. But I'm on here usually three uh 3 p.m. Central Time, and I get off here about 11 Central Time because my wife gets home about that time, and I spend time with my wife as much as I can. Uh, you guys have a wonderful night, and God bless you, and I will keep you all in my prayers, and God bless everybody, and I love everybody. I don't care who you are, what you are. I don't care what sexual preference you are. I don't care what race you are. Life is too short, so don't be mad all the time. Just be happy and be blessed, and bless those around you. Thank wow. you, Mark. I hope you have a great, uh, great day, and I hope you and your your wife we had to spend some time together and have a great weekend. I hope that's a great. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on, coming on. Really appreciate yeah. that. Have a good one, Mark. We'll, we'll we'll hear from you soon. Absolutely. All right. Passion, so, passions. There. What we have, we've talked about our passions, Travis, but we haven't talked about any of yours. What what drives you? What passions do you have? My passions are just about learning, man. Talking to people, seeing what they, you know, how how they have grown in their life, their experiences, and how we can help each other out through these experiences, through these through this knowledge, through this shared knowledge. Um, but I just love learning. You know, I love. Trying new things, meeting new people, pretty vanilla stuff, man. Pretty, pretty, pretty plain. Talking, talking to my buddy Cameron, talking to, to my new buddies Cassandra and, and Joseph slash Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, Mark, that's Mark. Mark's it. And Mark's Mark, it. yeah, Mark. See, we would never have had this kind of discussion with Mark. You know how cool is it that we can meet some random dude that just has this crazy journey. I talked to a woman back a few days, a few, uh, maybe a week or two ago. Uh, Rose, I think, was on her her name. And she had this amazing story about how she just travels all over the place. She goes to all over the United States for free and across the world. You know, it was too uh, hard, That was a good say one. What? Was it was a good one. Enough. It was a good one. Yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. And you never know where these talks will take you. We can maybe say, hey, let's stick to passions and drives. But if we wander off into, you know, Transylvanian uh, Dracula, no one's to stop us. You know, and if we if someone comes in with some crazy story about how their friend got bit and now they think it's a Dracula bite. Hell yeah, let's talk about that. It's just the. Talking to people, in my opinion, is just such a fun, easy an entertaining way to live your life. But anyway. Everyone loves talking, man. Everyone loves telling the stories. Everyone loves it. This is such a great business model to to pursue. And not even for business, just like personal gain. The stories you're going to have, the people you're going to meet, the friendships you're going to establish. This is for you, Travis. I I know it. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. And I hope that uh, hope that we all can get on here and have more conversations like this. And I hope they oh, broaden our our limitations so we can have four people on this COD talk. And we can have a live chat. I hope that we can actually have these uh, easier times. Maybe even move it to a computer. I have recording equipment. I'd love to talk to you guys through actual uh professional devices you know that'd be fantastic and that's one of those days that one of these days that's going to happen we're going to have a a real podcast going but for now let's uh if anybody else has anything else they want to talk about passions any kind of last minute thoughts or uh words of wisdom i'd love to hear it but otherwise i think this is about the time we should start signing off yeah i agree i've got nothing else to say i got one thing uh you talking about uh talking to people um I would agree with that because honestly, none of the passions I have now would be here or I wouldn't have because if I didn't meet the people I met now, you know, the people I surround myself with, the people I've met, the people I've talked to, I I wouldn't have the passions I have now because you're just talking to people and getting to know them, learning, learning from them. It's just, 
it's so motivating. It's so inspiring. You wouldn't have had an opportunity to, to know, even to even think about these options. It's a mix of two things. And not only talking to them, but also trying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Going out Take of- action and seek discomfort, you know? Yeah. Seek discomfort. But anybody else, anything else? Cassandra? Um, thank you for saying my name correctly. I appreciate <laughs> that. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I've kind of covered everything and they, they as well um, definitely hit all those bases that are crucial and important when it comes to discovering your, your passions and your drives and just realizing what it is and figuring it out. So um, definitely I was, I'm very grateful to be a part of this. So I appreciate the opportunity for this because I don't know, it may be a passion of mine sooner than later. I don't know. Hell yeah. I hope so. I I hope so. I would like to thank uh, these two for coming in an improv or just a surprise podcast. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for being cool about that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate both of you guys for uh, having a lot of great input and insight into passions and drives. And uh, I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in and having some input. And I, uh, if you guys want to find us, it's Borderline Wholesome Vibes on. Spotify. It's a lumberjack with leaning against a tree in the sunset. Uh, give us a follow, give us a listen, download some talks, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I look forward to seeing you guys in the future. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you guys. Ciao, Travis. Ciao, bye bye. <laughs> bye.